welcome to Flow with the Funk. My name is Michelle, aka Flo, aka the Funky Celebrant. This is a podcast aimed at anyone and everyone interested in love, ceremony and celebration. I don't care if you're half of or a whole couple looking for inspiration, friends, family or a supplier. This podcast is for you. Hello everybody and welcome back to Flow with the Funk. Today I'm joined by the fabulous Erica Davis, who is an officiant over in America, and Gwen Rule, who is a celebrant um, based here in London. And ladies, we're going to talk about weddings and life and anything else that pops up into <laughs> in, into our minds today. So I'll start off getting to actually introduce yourself again for me. Um, I'll start with you, Erica. Tell me where you are and, and exactly what Uh, my name is Erica Davis. I am a officiant based in Houston, Texas, in Las Vegas, Nevada, here in the United States. Uh, expertise services and weddings. I offer wedding officiant services, ceremony writing, and month of concierge services for couples. Fabulous. And Gwen, where are you? What do you do? Well, uh, my name is Gwendolyn Rule, and I run a celebrancy business whereby I conduct funerals and weddings. Um, my wedding business is called Unique Ceremony, and my funeral business is called Celebrate a Life. I've been a celebrant since 2012, and basically I take work whenever it comes to me from overseas, from the UK, and from funeral directors. Fabulous. So I've also introduced two guests to you, Erica, who's an officiant from America, and uh, Gwen, who's a celebrant from the UK. So Erica, question to you, what is the difference between an officiant and a celebrant as far as you're concerned over in America? So from what I have learned, uh, the officiant here, we are able to conduct a celebratory and legal ceremony all in one. I have the honor of being able to unite couples in the most unique ways. And then I am also the person who is responsible for signing their marriage license. Um, depending on what state I am and the particular rules, I'm either the one that files it or the couple files it from there. Okay. How much training do you actually need to do the legal side over there? Um, not much. It is the signing of the marriage license, depending on the state or county, uh, you'll need to know how to fill out their form. Here in the United States, 50 states, I am able to perform a ceremony in 22 states without any uh, licensing or contact with their bureaus. Um, in the other states, they require some sort of um, filing or making sure that you're on record as a minister within their state oh cool right aren't you glad we don't have that issue over here Gwen? yeah <laughs> yeah. having to go from county to county registering different <laughs> different ones well it's state by state actually but if you want to work in another county you kind of want them to get to know you or they may look at your name like who is this new person yeah you kind of want to establish yourself with all with everyone out here <laughs> Because I think when we talk about counties here, it would probably 
more likely equate to the state for you so i mean i live in essex yeah. which is a county but for you it'd probably be a state so yeah okay uh, but you've obviously got counties within states haven't you mm -hmm. yeah so yes. it's much bigger than what we've got cities are in counties counties are within states and states are within the united states yeah we're having, a, we're having a geography lesson as well. Always useful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so, get lost coming to America. <laughs> no, when I'm coming to America, I'm coming straight to you. I will not be getting lost. <laughs> <laughs> you're putting me up and you're taking me around all the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, the other week I, I had a conversation with um, some uh, mainly British based celebrants. They're all UK celebrants, but one of them was actually based in, in Spain and they're all women of colour and we, we had a conversation about recent events basically and how we think um these events are going to have a knock-on effect with the celebrant business both in weddings and in funerals and obviously we're very similar but very different creatures in america and in the uk so have you noticed anything different within your own businesses over the last couple of weeks as things are starting to develop uh, i'll come to you first gwen for that no not really i haven't seen any difference i think when um people are actually looking for a celebrate in the uk because there's quite a few of us we tend to have a conversation and the relationship is based on whether you click or not with that person at that given time i guess mm. is the beginning and really, I don't think um, knowing the colour of my skin makes a difference as such at that point, because you just basically they've, they, they've been to the website, they've seen what you're about. So they know that aspect mm -hmm. about you. It's slightly different with funerals, because I'm not sure how much information the funeral director gives the family directly. But certainly with weddings, it's, um, you know, most people know a little bit about you. And so basically, it's just about whether you fit their, you know, their type of what they're looking for with reference to their wedding and whether they feel comfortable with you, you know, mm -hmm. and because there's so many of us out there. And um, I think that's it's based on personalities, to be honest, um, mm -hmm. from that stage on. What about for you, Erica? The past few weeks have been monumental here in the United States we have seen people really draw the lines. Colleagues and people that you have worked with are literally exposing themselves. Mm. Um, old tweets and comments and, and current comments are starting to show of their racism. Mm. Um, that's happening in the wedding industry and everywhere um, here. We had one uh, officiant here in Texas um, that first had a racist Twitter comment, um, then offered two apologies, one that was very um, for lack of better words, uh, crude mm. on her personal page that she didn't care what she commented. And on her business page, it was, oh, I'm sorry. So it was very contradicting in her two uh, posts. Mm. She described herself as not being this type of person, yet the comments that she posted were just from 
December and January. Mm. So right now we're seeing a lot of people show themselves, Mm. be exposed. Um, And for me, I'm actually enjoying, no, that's probably the worst word to say. I'm actually liking the experience because I am seeing people for who they really are. They're not able to hide during this time. Mm. It's either you are for this fight or you're against it. There's Mm. no really in between at this time. Mm. Um, And we're seeing that a lot in in the business. Um, It's picking up. The more I voice myself, the more I'm finding out who my right clients and my right tribe is because mm. I'm attracting them right now. Yeah. Cool. Did, I mean, as an efficient over there, um, as part of getting your qualification to become an efficient, did you have to have any quality and diversity training? Uh, no. 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 Every, everyone is different. Depends on who you're ordained with. Mm. Um, the American Marriage Ministries, who I have my ordination with, has strict rules and policies on the type of people that they uh, associate with, the people that are ordained underneath them. And one of the main rules is no discrimination. Mm-hmm. So if you are an officiant that has shown discrimination, you can have your ordination removed, mm. which then you're not allowed to perform weddings. Yeah. Okay. Because it's obviously very different over here again, isn't it? I mean, I know we've got lots of different training organisations and everybody's trained in a slightly different way. Um, But I know certainly, I think over the last few weeks, the equality and diversity issue has really come to the fore in, in, I think, our level of training, don't you think, Gwen? Oh, most definitely. I think... um... It's, I think it's a, an important aspect, to be honest, because certainly uh, with, with both weddings and funerals, there is a cultural aspect that many people may not be aware of. So it's worth even doing it from that perspective, mm. um, because certainly with, when I do black funerals, um, we have a way of saying goodbye. That's not um, what I would say a, a, a white person would do when they have their funerals, mm. not unless they're, they're Irish in origin, because there is some similarity between the Caribbean side of things. Um, Caribbeans do um, very similar activities to Irish backgrounds. So um, that from that, there's some similarities. But other than that, most people wouldn't know about certain ways that people would want to say goodbye mm. um, to a loved one at a funeral, for instance, um, because of that cultural aspect, which is different. Um, mm. And so I think it's worth it from that perspective. But weddings, other than, I mean, I don't know what you have to say about this, Erica, but um, certainly the jumping of the broom is certainly not something I would do with everybody. Um, so, you know, it just depends on the family's and what their background is because you know going back to the real meaning of behind that ceremony i'm not sure it would be applicable for everybody i know that that's not the thought for every celebrant but that's just my thought Mm. process yeah someone just made a post the other day here in america of a couple not of color jumping the broom and all the comments that were on that post Mm. um 
of course, for us as Black women, African Americans, jumping the broom is very significant to us to slavery. Mm. Yes. It, it draws a direct correlation to a time where we weren't allowed to get married, where jumping yes. the broom for us was the signification. There was no marriage license. There was no, it's very sentimental to us. Mm. Um, but in researching and learning, it has been significant in older culture. Yeah. Um, so education is number one in every in anything I, I i try to instead of passing judgment yeah i'm, I'm gonna side eye because you're definitely not black and you're definitely jumping a broom and you look kind of funny doing it mm-hmm. however there's reasons why you may want to do that you're yeah, not that's trying true. to impede on my culture you have your own culture and your own reasons why you want to do this and it's me as an officiant to educate myself and respect my couples and their wishes. And yes, if that's it's something true. I don't feel comfortable with, then I have to be able to say that. Mm. So far in the three years that I've been doing this, I have only turned down one ceremony. Mm. Um, and that was because the couple was at a plantation and they did not see anything wrong with asking a black officiant to for- perform a ceremony at a plantation which plantations are more just properties now huge properties people rent them people it's still called the whatever plantation right and i am not going to post anywhere or tell anyone that i did a ceremony at anyone's plantation so that was my draw on the line but as far as um, unity ceremonies. I'm I'm pretty open. Yeah, mm. yeah. I do do quite a few jump in the brooms um, because it is a pagan ceremony, right? As well as obviously the the American slaves connotation to it. So I mean, there's only been one time when that has been. What I always describe to to guests who haven't seen it before, why we're doing it and what the history is behind it. Mm. It was only relevant to mention that it was a black American slave tradition um, because the couple that I was doing the ceremony for, she, like me, can trace roots back to the black American slaves. Right. America. And she wanted to honour her ancestors and the route that she'd taken. Mm. So that when I gave the history for her guests or their guests, that's the, that's the route I took. Right. The majority of people, when I give the history, I give the pagan history. Right. Okay. So yeah. Well, that, you learn something sense. new every day. Thank you, Michelle. I didn't know that it was a pagan ceremony. Yeah. And so a lot of people do the pagan, do that and the hand fasting. Yes. I've seen that one. Yeah, um, because they are both, and if you go into any culture, there's the there's the, the threshold, isn't there? Be it a broom, be it a ribbon, be it something else. There is the threshold that people want to cross from their old life into their new life. You and also have to consider mm-hmm. that, just like you said, and I never thought of it that way, is that the slavery issue was here in America. There's a whole nother world, a whole world outside of here. So what's sensitive to us here in America may not be sensitive to someone mm-hmm. outside of our, our country. So mm-hmm. when we see it somewhere else, it may not be here in America that this picture was taken. 
-hmm. It could be over there where mm -hmm. you're expressing and teaching something else that we don't even know about. Mm -hmm. And I am looking to do more research on this pagan and incorporate it more with my couples mm -hmm. and explain that to them. Mm -hmm. I love that, Michelle. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's a massive slavery issue over here, which is, I say, which is why part of this conversation has kind of started with, with us in the UK with the tearing down of the uh, the statue in Bristol. Yes. And there's a whole argument going on with that one <laughs> and yeah. several other statues. Um, and the fact that they say, I had somebody comment on my Facebook post saying, because I, I compared tearing down that statue of Colston to tearing down the statue of Saddam Hussein. I said, what's the difference? We celebrated one, but we're not celebrating the other. And both men, you know, <laughs> glorified in living off other people's misery. And then so one person was, well, because that was in Iran and we had no control. And another person was, but he wasn't just a slave owner. I'm sorry, but the sentence stops at slave owner. <laughs> they went on to try and justify all the things that he'd done for Bristol. Yeah, but the, the sentence stops at slave owner. And they could not see that. <laughs> Mm. we've we've got a hidden history over here unfortunately which is it's showing itself now and people are starting to learn and starting to listen whereas i think with the american history it was so much more overt especially in the southern states wasn't it uh, mm -hmm. mm. well it, it, i mean it's it's an interesting thing that's occurring here in the uk as opposed to what's going on in america is that we're starting to have the you know we're very covert here in 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 the way that things are done erica in comparison to the states um people don't necessarily voice their opinions in the same way for years and years and years um we've sort of lived um with uh people kind of tight-lipped about certain things um, it's only since we've gone down the route of um, leaving the European, um, the European, uh, what should I say, the European, um, European Union, the yeah, European Union. Sorry, yeah. thank you. My thoughts went then. The European Union that um, things have started to change and people's language have started to change. I don't know if you've noticed this as well um, uh, at all, Michelle, but. It has changed quite a bit since um, that has occurred or is occurring. Mm. And so people feel that they're able to now come out of their boxes and voice um, what was not necessarily heard in the same way here in mm. the UK. Um, it was all very covert and very, you know, business as usual. And um, nothing was ever said. And it was funny because there was somebody on the radio the other day talking about how they did an experiment um, with two CVs, one that had the name um, Adam on, exactly the same CV with Mohammed on. Hmm. And uh, Adam got five interviews and, Mah and Mohammed got two or three, um, you know, in, in comparison. Hmm. Um, but it was exactly the same job that they were going for, and it was the same CV. Nothing was changed except the name. Mm. So it's that sort of thing that we deal with here more so than, 
I think it's a little bit more overt in the US, but you'll have to maybe elaborate on that, Erica. Very, very, very similar. We deal with that within sexism, classism, racism. It's very, uh, within our, I think I've mentioned this before, in our, in our own culture between Blacks and with outside races, um, that judgment. So yes, it's, we both experience it. Yeah. Yeah, so, but as you said, Michelle, it's funny, but, but it does feel slightly different with the mood of the way people are talking about the issues. Very different now um, than ever before. I don't know if that's the same for you, Erica. Yeah, I was gonna ask that question, yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes, this is, uh, I guess, for lack of better words, it was the icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, the final straw. Mm -hmm. And what's, because I mean, so you're, you're in Houston, aren't you? So this is where mm -hmm. George Floyd was laid to rest last week. Yes. What's the mood in Houston? Are, you know, is anything happening with the police department? You know, what's, what's the rhetoric? What are people saying? We had some peaceful protests. We had some not so peaceful protests. Um, we've seen our community come together. Again, it's been a lot of people being exposed here. It's a lot of people coming out in support. Um, local companies. One of the, the things that I'm seeing um, here locally that I would like to speak on positively are the companies that are acknowledging Juneteenth. June 19th is our Freedom Day. That was the day Black Americans found out they were free. They yeah. were no longer slaves. So it is a day that in Black America is important. That's our barbecue day, our family day. That is our 4th of July. Yeah. And there are companies that are now speaking out and supporting this. They're making this a, a paid company holiday. They're making this a, a day off just like 4th of July. Wow. Um, and That's I think amazing. that is um, absolutely amazing. Um, I want to say some companies like uh, Amazon and Microsoft, like like large companies, Nike, this okay. is now going to be a, a pay going forward. Those are the steps that we're seeing. We're seeing new laws in that the, um, the no chokehold for Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Um, laws that should have been in place to protect us this this time is forcing those changes it's making politicians again they are in the hot seat everyone is in the hot seat to perform what are what are you going to do are you either for it or against it yeah. and right here in houston we're seeing that so much um our police force from what i can see has been supportive of peaceful protests yeah right now though and this just started within the past 48, 72 hours, mm. hangings, yeah. <gasps> reporting as suicide. Wow. But we definitely are feeling differently, and two of them have been right here in Houston. Yeah. Um, one not far from where I live, probably within 10 minutes from my home. Yeah. Um, so that was very, very, very scary. Did you say, that. can I just interrupt? Did you say yes, hangings? lynching yes yes you're joking in 20 21st century 
Oh, yes. Um, and that's, I'm just speaking on the two here in Houston. I believe there have been a total of eight. I've heard that number that. may be a little off, but it, it, the numbers, and they've all been within this past week to two. Yeah. No. And, the, and, and, the, and Gwen, they're blaming them all on suicide? No. Yes. And that, that, that ain't happening. Was it one in front of the town hall or something, or city hall or something? Is that one of the ones in Houston? That was one, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware of that. I'm really sorry. Oh my oh, no. gosh. So, oh. Yeah, oh, that's there's, awful. There's, there's something going on there, isn't there? But they, they said they're saying it's all suicide, and I don't know. I'm, I'm with I'm with you on that one. I can't see that there's going to be that. Yeah, suicides. With with with, I mean, obviously, we've still got COVID doing the global rounds as well. Um, I mean, is that affecting anything with with all this, or is are people, you know, doing the protest and the socially distancing, or has that all gone out the window because this is much bigger than anything else? Um, Here in Texas, just yesterday the city of Austin went back on lockdown until August 15th. Right. So that's letting us know, and Austin is about two hours from Houston. Right. So that's letting us know, you, you just let us out, we just have freedom. Yeah. Something triggered, the numbers spiked. Yeah. Boom, that city went back on lockdown. Right. We don't know if here in Houston that's gonna trigger down to us, if that's gonna trigger across America, but they're seeing spikes and some cities are taking action. Yeah. Wow. That's just, that's mass gatherings though, isn't it? But I think everybody's just so incensed with, there was a, a panorama, which is kind of like a news program um, over here, Erica. And that was on last night's about a half an hour news program on, on the BBC. And they were talking about George Floyd. They showed the video again um, and just talking about, his death and the knock-on effect of what's happening in America and how they're saying, you know, the mood has changed. Everybody's rightly justifiably angry, but we've never got to the point where police forces are being disbanded before. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it was absolutely horrendous to actually just sit there and watch, watch that. And it's like, yeah, I think what the guy did. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, horrible. Well, our mothers often used to say there's always some good that comes out of bad. Yeah. So we can only but hope mm. and, and hope that some good will come out of this. Mm. <laughs> moving on into the, obviously, we're wedding celebrants and officiants. So, I mean, it's, it's moving on and the, the good that's coming from the bad within our industry is there anything that you think that we should be doing or can be doing or you think is happening that is making a shift within our own industry for for us as women of color uh for not for me personally other than do a job um well um as i would do for any anybody regardless of their religion their color their creed their um, ethnicity, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, uh, you just want to do the job really well and make sure that the couple are happy and the 
families and, and guests are really happy um, or attendees at funeral. You just want to make sure that you do the best that you possibly can on, on any given day. Mm. Other than that, uh, I don't think it's a question of anything else, to be honest. You, you, you're professional mm. and you want to do your, your best job all the time. Mm. That's my, my view. About you, Erica? I would have to agree with that. Um, right now, it's important to establish who you are. Some people don't feel that they need to say anything um, now. When I saw what was happening in my own community, I felt it was my, my time and my place to actually speak what was on my mind. Um, you know, with posts and comments on Facebook and Instagram. And that allowed me to meet new people, um, new people right in my industry that were like, wow, you were very articulate. You weren't trying to bash anyone. You were just offering information. And for that, um, I've received uh, quite a few referrals from people right here in my own industry, new couples. Um, and, and that's exciting for me in a city that I'm not so familiar with here in Houston, to have people recognize you in your, as your peers. Yeah. It's awesome, as Gwen said, to be professional, to impress your couples um, and families for the services you provide. But when what you do speaks to your peers as well, um, I believe that brings a significance as well. I think that's the icing on the cake to get the accolade from your peers, yeah. um, Erica. I think, you know, to, to obviously do well for your, your clients, they don't know you, but your peers, they've been around the block, they've seen a few things a, a, along the way, and to get their accolade, I think, is, is substantive. Yeah. Yes. Do you see yourselves as role models, ladies? I do. I, I, all the time I step out, every day I step out, I, I see myself as a role model to uh, young people coming up, you know, who've not really even thought about this work uh, as, a, as a career or as a job or anything. I think I'm a role model to them, but also to other people who, who think, well, you know, she can do it. I, I think I could do this job as well, you know? I know it makes it harder for us as far as competition is concerned, but you know that you know there's a lot of plumbers out there and there's a lot of electricians and they all got work. So yeah, a lot yeah. of people getting married. <laughs> you can't you can't be everything to every all people. No, you just and you just got to find your own little niche. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, because Erica can come and visit us over here, see, and she can do a ceremony over here with absolutely no problems, apart from the fact it's not legal, but hey. Exactly. You know, <laughs> stop you coming and doing one. <laughs> oh. so when, you come, when you come to visit us and come over to London and come and see me. <laughs> yes. Exactly. We'll set you up with the ceremony. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope when you come to, to London, um, Erica, we would meet up or we can gather with, with Michelle as Didn't well. Didn't you hear Michelle? Like you have to put me up and show me your city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, she, she's got so many trips organized all around the world. I think we're last on the list, but we're with the best. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, she's salty. She don't need no accommodation paying for. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, cool. be cool. But yeah, no, I, th- I think we're role medals. Um, as a woman of a certain age as well, you know, I'm in my early 50s and I think, you know, you're, you're not a dissimilar kind of age to me, Gwen. I know... Erica's a young puppy, so she's uh, a <laughs> green chicken, yeah. I know that. But, you know, women of a certain age and women of colour, solo, you know, entrepreneurs. I think there's so many categories that we fit into. And we're leading the way for the next generation of celebrants and officiants and just showing them, you know, yeah, we're not going to be everything to all people, but we are leading the way in how to do this job. <laughs> how to do this yeah. how to have all these connections and and succeed in life and also you know the, the whole reason why we do this work piece of work is because we enjoy meeting people we enjoy being um a part of somebody's special day we enjoy that aspect or else we wouldn't do this work yeah. and so we get a lot of, there's a lot of pluses for us out of it yeah. um you know so yeah what can um, I say? Yeah, no, we're rocking it. That's all I can yeah. say. Yeah, I think yeah. you, you know, I've long admired you, Gwen, from when we met all those years ago. And Eric has been a new addition into my, you know, into my friend friend zone. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's a brilliant addition because I've just lived vicariously through her and seen and I through you. the nails. <laughs> you see, as three individuals, we're so different in the way that we. Our style is, you know, um, the way that our delivery is and everything else like that. And and that's what makes us so unique in everything that we do because we're going we're gonna to be, um, you know, important for particular families just because of who we are, yeah. you know, and the way that we do things. We're, we're not like a little cookie cutter and then basically all stamped out the same. Um, and what you would get to find in a church, for instance, you know, a minister is a minister and, and would they all do it differently as well? Just like us celebrants and officiants, we're all going to be different and we will, you know, be beneficial to the couples that come to us who want our style. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ladies... What can I say other than thank you? <laughs> thank you for being you. Thank you for joining me today and being part of this conversation. I know sometimes it's it, it's upsetting to look back at the events of the last few weeks, but I think we can all look forward to the future being a little bit brighter. Not just because we're in the world, because it's obviously going to be bright because we're here anyway, but, <laughs> but a little bit brighter for those that follow us and hopefully making our path a little bit smoother as well so yeah anyway ladies thank you so much for joining me it's been a pleasure actually catching up with you both today and i can't wait to speak to you again and let you know let's get together in you know in a few a few weeks few months time and see how much has really changed and you know where the world is going for us all but yeah but for today anyway thank you very much and take thanks care. michelle thanks erica speak thank soon. you so much for having me Bye. i feel very lucky to have met these two amazing humans and to get to work with them within 
the wedding industry. So to get hold of Erica, you need to find her at expertiseservicesandweddings.com and for Gwen, you can find her at uniqueceremonies.co.uk and that does incorporate her Celebrate a Life ceremonies as well. Join me again soon. Can't wait to talk to more people within the wedding industry about life, love, the universe, anything else that takes our fancy. Thanks for joining me. Bye.